This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Please welcome the man behind the madness. Your host and audio flavor maestro, Marquise Edwards. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, wherever you are in the world. We are back with another episode of Flavoring Your Ear podcast. And this Women's History Month, I have been reaching out to a lot of special, unique women of the world that I felt brought something special to the table, as I always do. And as I was speaking to her in our green room, I was telling her how picky I am about my guest. So I think you all would enjoy this episode. She, Her name is Trissa Nelson. Uh, she is an author. She has a beautiful website called Heal, Heal Your Hunger. Uh, and she's going to speak a little bit about uh, emotional eating. And I thought that was a very interesting topic because I like to eat, of course. Right. And I never uh, equated emotions with eating. So I thought that was very unique. And I feel like maybe this is just a hunch. I feel like a lot of people may be emotional eaters and not know it because, uh, you know, Emotions and eating can seem like they can have a correlation. So I thought this was a beautiful topic for her to elaborate about um, how what she's you know, what she's uh, identified it as and give us some knowledge on it. And also a way for you, if you all want further information to be have an avenue for, you know, you all to be able to read her book, go to her website and find more information because help various angles can always help us in our lives. And this show is all about improving lifestyle and improving knowledge and education with you know, everyday life. So hello, Tricia. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, thank you very much for making this time. As always, she's in California. I'm in Italy, so we make these sessions happen. So it's always a great thing. <laughs> so we'll get right into we'll get right into it. I have some questions for you, um, just to help our audience understand. Um, so just how did you start? What's brief a brief summary of how you started on this path? for the topic of emotional eating. I, I did read your story, but I feel like maybe you can, you know, provide some zest to from it yourself. So just how did you, how did you embark on this journey? Yeah. So it definitely was my personal journey of struggling, you know, with food and I was uh, an emotional eater, I think from the get go, but I didn't know it. I thought I just liked food. I like to eat. I like to cook. I like to you know, serve food, to other people go out to dinner. It was just a big highlight for me. But uh, what I didn't realize is that I was using it for, as an emotional crutch. Like I, I needed the food on an emotional level. And of course this came, this knowledge came later, but I thought I just liked food, but then I didn't, what I didn't like is gaining weight. So by age 20, mm. I was 50 pounds overweight and that was hard for me, you know, to be overweight. I, you know, no matter what I did, I mean, I did a lot of diets, but I was overweight incessantly, you know, I'd, you know, when you want to diet, you kind of have new diet syndrome and it's like, I'm doing it, you know, losing weight, feeling great. People are commenting, pants getting are looser, but then at some point it stops or you start really craving your yummy foods that you can't have. And then you're, it gets hard and then you're no longer happy about it. And you're like, when can I eat again? <laughs> <laughs> so that was me. I was like a yo-yo dieter and I was up and down and I had like five different sizes of pants in my closet because I never knew what size I'd be. So that was kind of what, what, how it went for me. And 
you know, after you've done a lot of diets, you just get so discouraged. And I just thought, you know what, I can't keep doing this pattern throughout my life. I've got to find, there's got to be a better way. You know, I didn't like being overweight. It was very uncomfortable for me. So thankfully I met somebody who showed me how I could really address the emotional eating. And again, I didn't know as an emotional eater, but I started to really observe myself and I was like, I ate when I wasn't hungry. I ate when, you know, I was sort of bored. I'd eat um, too much. Like I'd start eating cookies and I'd eat like the whole package or, you know, a pint of ice cream. I'd take the lid off and I would never put it back on. (laughs) So, you know, I was a binger. Not everybody's a binger who is an emotional eater, but, but that's kind of how it was for me is I ate beyond my nutritional need. That's really what an an emotional eater is, is like you eat more than you need, which means you're eating for, to satisfy something that's more of an emotional hunger than a physical hunger. So, you know, fast forward, I got help. And then I started uh, helping my mentor to help others. And that's, that's all I've done my whole adult life is help people with emotional eating and help them break free. And then I put it, I really sort of codified my process that I learned into a step by step plan. And, mm-hmm. and it works. And I just share it with people all over the world over zoom, you know, through my programs, through my book, my podcast, and People get results and they can lose weight without having to diet. And I think that's the beautiful thing about it is you can put your scale away, stop focusing on food and weight and, and just start noticing that your pants are getting looser, but, but you're feeling better, not just physically, not just with energy, you know, but you literally are happier because you're starting to clear mm. out emotions that might've been trapped in there and weighing you down for a long time. That's beautiful. So. That's 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 outstanding. First of all, because I'm quite sure everyone wants to be happy. I would I would hope. Yeah. Everyone wants to be happy because happiness begins with everything. So, what what is the difference between emotional eating and just being like hungry or just you know you just like food? Is there, yeah. is there a difference or are they the same or? Yeah, I mean, I I was in a habit of just looking for food. Like I just anytime what they call it seafood, I see food and I eat it. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was just it, it it was a habit. You know, where I just always wanted. Like my hand was always in the cookie jar. My, you know, if there was a bowl of candy around, I was grabbing for it. And so it was just became a habit, habit where my orientation was towards food. Um, but, but again, I, I did think I just like food. And so I started to observe that the foods I ate were like carby foods, like fries and, you know, bread and um, sugar and starchy foods, cookies and cake and that kind of thing. And, and the truth is those foods, they do a great job of numbing us out. Okay. Like, and I call it the PEP test. So So PEP is an acronym and it's a way of understanding what foods do for us. And we know what they do to us, but we never think about what they do for us. And so we, we reach for high carb, high fat, high sugar foods because they, the PEP is an acronym. The first P stands for painkillers. So those foods kill our pain. They just sort of numb us Mm. out where we don't feel uncomfortable, like sort of smooths out the edges of life. So Mm -hmm. if we have troubles in our life, a relationship that's, you know, distressing or news that's troubling or financial stress, you know, we, we kind of reach for foods unconsciously because it smooths out that stress. It sort of takes away the, the, the sting of life, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. but again, it's unconscious until we get conscious and thanks 
to you. I'm here talking about it and somebody can't unhear what I'm saying, you know? And so exactly. it, it starts to, you start to see your relationship with food a little bit different. I mean, I'd go out to, you know, a restaurant with friends and they'd order a sandwich and it would come with fries and they'd eat their sandwich and pick up their fries. And I'd be like, I don't get that. Like I'd, I'd eat my fries and pick up my sandwich. I'm like, the fries are the best part. They're greasy, they're starchy, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but that was really because those heavier, greasier, starchier foods, they numb me out. Like they just sort yeah. of make me not feel anything. And so that was what the P stands for is painkiller. The E and PEP stands for escape. So those foods also <laughs> help me check out um, because Emotional eaters tend to be, you know, we're not only overeaters, but we tend to be overthinkers. And we hmm. overthink everything. What did she mean by that? Why did he look at me that way? You know, they don't they don't want me in their group. I know it, you know, kind of like just like overactive minds. And mm -hmm. and and also we tend towards our mindset is tends to be a little negative where we're you know, criticizing ourselves and criticizing other people and thinking about the worst case scenario. And, you know, to mm. live like that, you got to have a break. Like it's exhausting. Right. Yes. And so yes. you, you, you right. kind of escape your own mind with food. And the last P in PEP stands for punishment, which seems counterintuitive because we tend to eat as a reward, you know, get our favorite foods and our favorite TV show. But if, if somebody is like me and they go overboard and they binge and they feel sick and then they're mad at themselves and they can't fit in their jeans, well, that's not so much of a reward, right? That tends to be more of a right. punishment. Um, you know, overeaters tend to be over um, feelers and we feel guilty about everything. So that's what's mm. going on there is we tend to beat ourselves up with food. It turns on as at first we're like, oh, this is my best friends like food never lets me down it's always there for me comforts me mm. but there is a dark side which is when we go overboard we feel sick we are mad at ourselves and then we don't want to show up in social situations because of how we look you know and so it, it does it has a, a real dark side um and ends up backfiring on us so that's the pep test pep okay. painkiller escape and punishment just as a way for people to start digging into what emotions might be underneath their incessant, you know, they're, they're constantly going to the kitchen, looking at the, in the refrigerator for something to eat. That's so cool. I think it's, I think it's just really cool to have an understanding because a lot of people, just common folks, I may, I'm questioning they have habits and do a lot of things and they're never just conscious of why. Right. So someone yeah. like you comes in, someone you comes in, like someone like you comes in and just kind of describes you know from from study and from from you know from trial and error and you can understand like that's why i do this i love this because you're breaking down something that everyone does and i'm quite sure some people can attribute to emotional eating or just hunger but it's good to, to be knowledgeable on these things so another question for you um do you see a correlation with uh i guess like relationship issues and eating is it was are there are there higher emotional eaters like you know with, with God forbid, failed relationships or, you know, uh, maybe depressed, you know, depression, or is it just an equal scale that everyone can be an emotional eater? Well, I do think it's an awesome question, first of all. And, um, you know, it goes both ways. So, so relationship stress can, can lead to stress eating for sure. Mm. You know, that's mm. one of the painful parts of life, right? Is relationships don't always go as planned. 
you know, two mm-hmm. people aren't always on the same page and there's tension and strife and that definitely will drive emotional eating. But also uh, emotional eaters have their own special way of creating stress in relationships. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. So, you so, know. To invite, to invite the eating? Because you want to invite the eating deep down, right? Well, no, not Maybe. that as much. Although that, that could probably be there too. But no, what I mean more is I have something in my book called The Anatomy of the Emotional Eater, which is 24 personality traits that drive emotional eating. And these have nothing to do with food, but they create problems in our life that we then use food to deal with. So as emotional eaters, um, you know, there's ways that we operate in life that isn't so clean. Like it's not, it it makes for stressful relationships. Like for instance, um, we don't communicate very well. Okay. So we tend to want people to read our minds because we're afraid to speak up and say what we need. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and I mean, a lot of people do this, whether they're most leaders or not, but I feel like we kind of take the cake on this, pardon the pun. So, um, so basically, <laughs> basically we, we tend to um, clam up and not say how we really feel because we're people pleasers. We want people to like us, right? The emotional eaters are, that's, that's the number one trait of the anatomy of the emotional eater is, is being a people pleaser. And that gets us into trouble because then we don't say how we really feel. We act like everything's fine, and fine is an acronym for effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so watch it next time you say you're fine, you know, oh, because right. it could mean something else. But the point uh-huh. is, we tend to want people to think we're doing fine, and and we don't get honest about how we're really doing. But if we if you're in a relationship, like if you're in a marriage, and you're not speaking up about how you feel. And you're letting things slide. You're building up resentment, you know, mm. that ends up really it's it's like a fly in the ointment because it 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 grows and then that creates an impasse, you know. And before you know it, you don't you lose your libido and and you're kind of doing things on your own and it's like your ship's passing in the night. So this this lack of speaking up, this lack of ability to express our real feelings and emotions like severely affects relationships. And so Mm. that's something there. Um, Add to it, you know, when some, when a spouse is eating a lot and gaining Mm. weight and feeling really crappy about their bodies, they don't want to have sex. You know, it's like the last thing you want to do is be touched or be seen, you know, with the lights on. So of course that affects relationships. So it's sort Hmm, of like, yeah, it's like it has, you know, we think sometimes it's all about just not fitting in our bikinis, but that is not the case. Like it, it, there are so many overreaching effects of this eating issue, eating too much, gaining weight, feeling bad about our bodies that affects our self-esteem. It affects our relationships, our libido. You know, we feel like we're not a good role model for our kids you know, and mm-hmm. that affects us. I mean, there's so many different ways it affects us. It makes us, you know, uh, clam up, you know, it can make us really crabby, you know, if we're mad at ourselves, we're kind of dogging ourselves for our choices. Like, why did I do that? Why did I lose control again? I said I wasn't gonna eat the cookies and I ate the cookies, you know, then we feel guilty and we're mad at ourselves, but then we're snappy and bitchy with other people, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, inadvertently. So. 
it's a big problem, you know, it, beyond what meets the naked eye. So, um, so yes, the answer to your question is yes. <laughs> I, 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 I love it because I'm just the correlation between everything. It makes a lot of sense. And uh, for those out there listening, you know, I'm you know, relationship or no relationship. Uh, it's good to be able to identify why your problems are your problems or what propels you to get into situations or about how your mood is maybe swinging or why you're in this funk or, or, or things like that. That's a very key. Identifying the problem is like 80 percent of the problem identifying. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. I, right on. Correctly. Correctly identifying. Correctly identifying yes. the problem. So. So, Trisha, you wrote a book. Right. I think yeah. it's awesome that I'm going to actually get a copy of. And uh, I was one. I was wondering if you can. I mean, you're not going to tell all, but. What went into the process of, you know, when you said, okay, I'm going to, I know enough to make a book. And what are a few things that that we can find in your book that may interest the the reader that may want to know a little bit more about emotional eating? We're not going to give, tell all, just, you know, sprinkle of what, what what can be found in the book. Yeah. Well, the book is, I really recommend it as a first step for people or listening to my podcast, The Heal Your Hunger Show, because I'm very candid in both places about my experience. Um, and I do dig into, you know, the underlying causes and, and I'm not talking about diet and exercise. Like that's the old way. Like that's where we go mm-hmm. when we want to lose weight until we've done it several times. And then we're like, okay, something's got to change. Like this is not working. I mean, statistically speaking, 98% of all diets fail. So mm. it's like, it's a lose-lose proposition. Dieting, you know, if you chronically struggle with food and weight, dieting will not get you where you need to go. You got to go to a deeper level. You got to start dealing with your stress and how you live, you know? So I really lay out what a recovery plan looks like in the book. Um, I have great cartoons in the book, although nice. I have to, I mean, this sounds like a shameless plug and it probably is, but the book and the audiobook are great together because you you don't get the cartoons in the audiobook. They're really funny kind of scenarios that we get ourselves into as emotional eaters. But the audiobook's great. I, I narrate the audiobook. It's like a five hour read, you know, five hour listen. So I recommend that as well. But it's really inspirational. I wrote it so that you could just flip to any page and feel inspired. Um, you know, but I think what's good about it is that I don't talk about food. Like I'm not talking about nutrition or diet or any of that. Like people aren't stupid. Like they know that salads are probably healthier than pizza, you know, but it's like, why do we keep wanting the pizza? That's what I go into. Like, why are you compelled to eat foods that, you know, will probably backfire on you and not make you feel good. So, and those are the emotional underpinnings. And I've had people I mean, honestly, I've had people, re- I mean, I had one man, he, he wrote a, a review on, on um, Amazon for my book. And he also wrote a review on my TEDx talk. And he just, he read my book and lost 50 pounds, you know? So <laughs> it's pretty cool. But that's, ama- you know, that's amazing. I know. I think his wife's a chef though. So she's, uh, she was definitely <laughs> helpful in all that. <laughs> but, shout out, shout out, shout out to female counterpart. <laughs> But, um, but I do, you know, it, it does, it, it's a different approach. And I think people who have struggled for, with food and weight for a long time, they're so defeated, you know, I mean, they're working against terrible statistics and they're just like, God, like, I don't want to bother anymore because I'm just going to end up in the same place. And so they feel like 
there's nothing for them anymore. Whereas this book, you know, and my whole approach through Heal Your Hunger, it's all about changing the conversation, getting off the diet track altogether, the diet roller coaster ride, and start really dealing with your life, your stress, your sense of peacefulness, you know, your spiritual your spiritual connection, you know, and how you treat yeah. yourself. Like self care is is something we don't think a lot about in our culture. You know, and it's something we desperately need. Both men and women need to start taking care of themselves as a first, you know, line of attack, so to speak, using military terms. And, you know, it's just really important that we take care of ourselves so we can take care of others. People think, oh, it's selfish for me to take this walk right now or take time to meditate or read, you know, something relaxing. It's like, if we don't do this, we're going to be stressed out and burned out and, and not very pleasant to be around. Like, how is that a better play? So really important. Very true. And I don't know how you, you can't live a long life with a lot of built up stress. I feel like uh, stress is like salt and sugar are, are silent killers. Yeah. And I, and I love the fact that you were talking about inspiration and inspiring and you use your story to inspire others because that's, literally while I made the show, right? I mean, through through your experience, you got inspired to inspire others to get to a healthy place. You all can't see the video, but Trisha looks great. She looks healthy, happy. And I'm quite Thank sure you. anyone would like to feel this, would like to feel this way. And uh, that's, this is per perfect guest, perfect guest for what this show is about. Uh, just educating others and, you know, all of, all of her hard work and uh, research. And, and you see, you hear the passion in her voice about, these topics and she understands it's not an easy journey that's that's something else you know she's not coming in like a boot camp uh you know drill sergeant you know that's my military plug right there <laughs> she's not coming like a drill sergeant you know just kind of like ramming into you she understands the battles of it and how you can be defeated and she understands the hamster wood you can get on about dieting where you always think that you know dieting because we see all of these tabloids about you know this workout plan and this is the one that's gonna help you out and she said 98% of diets fail. So, uh, you know, that should tell you something right there. So very, very outstanding. Um, so your website, Heal Your Hunger. Yep, HealYourHunger.com. So is that where we can find your book or is the book uh, exclusively on Amazon? It is on Amazon. There's a link to it through my website. So you can go to my website, get okay. my podcast, my book, you can watch my TEDx talk, you know, sign up okay. for a um, complimentary breakthrough session if you want, you know, to explore okay. working with me. So yeah, healyourhunger.com. And I'm on Instagram also at Trisha Nelson underscore at the end of Nelson. And we'll be sure to include all of the links for how you can find Trisha and uh, find more information about uh, Heal Your Hunger, her journey. Um, I'm very glad that I got an opportunity to, you know, hear her illustrate and, you know, vocally illustrate, you know, her journey. And, you know, I'm quite sure this conversation can be forever, but uh, please look on her Instagram page. Her Instagram page is laid out beautifully. This is this is from someone how you know I, I told you all I scope out my guests first. I'm like, oh, this Instagram page is beautiful. You know, it's so laid out, has a lot of tips and uh free pointers for those who may be curious because you know some may not feel comfortable, you know, raising the hand saying that you know I have a problem, I'm not confident. But uh a part of why we do these podcasts and get these special guests is we're trying to make it normalize culture. You know, we're trying to change the culture and normalize asking for help, 
you know, identifying problems and being healthier. That's the whole goal of it. So uh, I really appreciate you, Trisha, for making time for this episode to happen. Um, do you uh, have thanks for anything? having me? Pleasure. Oh, of, of of course. Do you have any closing remarks you'd like to say to our audience? Because uh, like I said, um, I feel like you were very direct and to the point. And I know that there is a lot more to emotional eating and healyourhunger.com. But we're going to leave that to our uh, curious guests to go out and find because I'm quite sure they hear, you know, just from this small segment that, you know, it's very impactful. and It's very important. And yeah. you know, that's that's all that's all we need is a, a small amount of time to be able to capture importance. And, you know, we're giving people the keys and the tools to be able to go and seek out more information, which I will buy the book as well. And I'm probably going to take like a selfie or something with it, put it on the page, you know, uh, or, you know, I'm take a screenshot of my Amazon book. I might get the Amazon book. I'm in Italy, so it takes a little while to ship things <laughs> here. But uh, please go out and get the book. Uh, knowledge is power. Uh, always knowing. Uh more and more, uh, that's that's literally why I do this, and I, I really appreciate you for uh, giving your time. If you have any closing remarks you'd like to say to the audience before we uh, hand it over to, for them to, you know, marinate in their in their temples about our conversation, do you have anything you'd like to say in closing? Uh, just that the, it's you know, just look beyond the food. It's not about the food. I think that's an important reminder. I can always use that reminder too. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot. I like food myself. I'm not gonna lie. Though. Hey, I saw I your, like I saw your, <laughs> I saw your page, and I saw, I saw the word F O O D, and I was like, oh. And then it, I said, oh, okay, this is a good conversation about food. I thought you were <laughs> like a chef at first. I just, you know, your brain just it immediately attaches to food, right? So, right. I mean, uh, but as you can see, uh, a healthy, healthy conversation about a healthy lifestyle. And uh, we have to start rethinking these things. That's that's the goal, you know, rethinking these things and getting educated. And I mean, hopefully we can help someone out there uh, who's listening to the show today to be able to, you know, save themselves from going you know, further down the roller coaster, you know, and just grasping themselves and living a healthier lifestyle. Amen. So be sure to uh, look up healyourhealth.com. Heal your hunger. Heal your hunger. I said heal your health talking about health i'm all, all about health so, <laughs> uh, heal your heal your hunger.com and check out trisha I, w- I will also include all of her links in our show notes for this episode so be sure to support uh, happy women's history month as you all can see we are getting some superstar guests here uh that's very 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 knowledgeable a lot more than myself but i you know i can use some else's brain to populate out to the masses so uh thank you again trisha for the episode and uh look forward to seeing you do great things in the future i wish you the best of luck and in all your endeavors much positivity thank you so much you're a great host it's been a pleasure thank you so much you all and to everyone out there listening peace and have a great night we will catch you all on the next one Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquise Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast.
For exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love.